0: Welcome to LAPUX Lessons. This podcast is a growing collection of conversations with thought leaders in the online professional development space. Here at LAPU, our award-winning team strives to create world-class online learning experiences that put humanity back into learning. Join us on our journey to innovate in the online classroom and show the world what learning feels like.
1: Welcome to this episode of LAPUX Lessons. We're so glad you tuned in today. My name is Calista Dawson, and I am one of the Senior Instructional Media Designers here at LAPU. And today I am joined by the LAPU Faith, Life, and Learning Committee, which includes Alexandria Mills, Andrew Lindstrom, Brant Himes, Carrie Ackman, and Craig Brewer. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am excited to have another conversation with you guys featured on the podcast. And today we are gonna be talking about finding hope in professional development. So with that being said, I'd like to start our conversation off today by talking about your career stories and how professional development has given you hope. So if you could share a little bit about your personal journey, can you share with us a little bit, Carrie?
2: Hi, Calista, I am a senior success coach here at LAPU. and story is a little bit different. My background is more in public policy, which might seem strange how I ended up here, but sometimes our careers do not have straight lines and mine certainly has not. I went to grad school at Pepperdine and I really wanted to go into the nonprofit world and I did for a couple of years. I felt that it was not quite what I was looking for at the time and through a, I'll, I'll do a long story short, I ended up at a church and was in a ministry for several years and kind of was a catch-all. Did that for several years and really enjoyed it, but I kind of felt like I was wanting a little bit more intentional people time. It sounds strange working at a church, but I was more on the admin side. And I remember this was way back in 2012. So I've been doing this a long time. And I remember being at my car, I was sitting in my car driving, getting ready to go on the freeway. And I just remember saying out loud to myself, if I could get paid to encourage people full time, I would. And that was just kind of this thought that was hanging there. And then I was at a small group and one of my friends came up to me randomly and he's like, Carrie, have you ever thought about being a life coach? Which I had had no idea even what a life coach was. And so I had to go home and Google it. And when I did this job popped up and I read the description and it was basically, you get to encourage people. And those are exactly the things that I had been wanting and had been preparing for. So, so I, I see the hand of God kind of helping me mold to where I am now. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. So that is my non-linear story. I
1: definitely relate to having a non-linear career and bouncing from different industries but still being able to use the God gifts and talents that we have. I'd love to hear next from Grant. Thanks, Calesta.
3: Yeah, I'm a professor here at LAPU. So a lot of my professional development was in graduate school. Like I think back between my master's and PhD degrees, I spent about 10 years just in graduate school. And a lot of that time, you're hopeful about possibilities and opportunities. That's also very scary because you're investing all of this time and you hope that it actually comes to what you think it should come to, (laughs) what you hope it should come to. And one thing I learned was I learned to trust that the preparation I was undergoing, the learning that was happening would come to fruition. And at the same time, I learned to not limit myself to what I thought that fruition would be. That I'm being prepared for something and so the learning is hopeful because it's, it's helping me see new things, helping me prepare for, for a career. But then also I learned to kind of open my hands and be open to what that career actually may turn out to be. And then it's also helped me realize I've learned how to learn so I can learn how to do other things as I go through life. And having that skill is hopeful because I know I can adapt and change and, and continue to grow.
1: Yeah, learning how to learn is probably the best skill we can acquire. I have to agree with that. Next, let's go to Craig. Love to hear more about your story, Craig.
4: Thank you, Calista. It's a pleasure and honor to be with you all today. Thank you for for having me. I'll just start by sharing a little bit about my role. I'm one of the assistant deans overseeing some of our academic programs. And so for me, when I think about professional development, I think back to early on in my career as a higher education administrator and each year I'd meet with my supervisor and we would do what we call professional development. And typically there was three components of that. First was learning new skills and strategies for my current role that I was in. Uh, The second was learning strategies about future roles. And then third, just remaining current in your field or industry. So each year I would do a professional development plan and it was totally separate from my spiritual walk. But now as I'm thinking back, I'm realizing uh, how much crossover there is because ultimately the reason that organizations encourage folks to engage in this is it just gets at encouraging employees to be more effective in their role in an organization. When we think about effectiveness it really gets at how do we deal with organizational challenges? And in my experience the spiritual work that I was doing with the Lord was just really critical especially when I think back because Oftentimes in some of the organizations I worked with, we just had challenges. We didn't always meet our our budget goals. For folks who don't have a faith background, their hope is based on the situation. And when the situation doesn't work out right, then where do we find hope? For me as a Christian, my hope is in Jesus Christ. I feel like that was really critical to my success working as a higher education administrator. And I'll just share a quote with you here. This is from Billy Graham probably known as one of the greatest evangelists of our time, he states, for the believer, there is hope beyond the grave because Jesus Christ has opened the door to heaven for us by his death and resurrection. And I think for me, that really is the key. When you think about spiritual formation, your walk with the Lord, put that into the professional development box. It is a certainly important aspect of it, and it's not addressed in our our culture. So just wanted to share that with you.
1: Thank you, Craig. Yeah, that is so important. And we'll actually talk about that more. For us as Christians, our hope is founded in Jesus Christ. And so I'd like to talk about how that spirituality connects to learning and how our hope is rooted in our truth that our salvation is in Jesus Christ. Andrew, would you like to share your thoughts on this question?
5: First, I'll share a scripture on, on hope. Uh, this is out of Hebrews 11, 1. And it's uh, connecting faith with hope. It says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. And I love that scripture because it gets at the paradoxical nature of hope, having trust in the things that we, that we can't see. But that being rooted in something that is still true and strong and good and here as we are in the Advent season, the Christmas season, it's a good time for hope. That first week of Advent is hope is the theme. And I think about another passage in the beginning of Luke, when Mary and Joseph are bringing the the baby Jesus to the temple to be presented to the Lord and consecrated. And they come across two people in the temple who have been waiting in expectation for this moment. They come across a man named Simeon, who is described as a young man who is uh, devout and righteous, but who the Holy Spirit told him he would not die before he saw the Messiah. And they also come across a prophet named Anna, who was always spending time in the temple and kind of awaiting this moment as well. So we find these two people who are, kind of thought of us as, as maybe side notes in the Christmas story. We don't often think of the Simeon's and the Anna's, but it's a beautiful representation of how Israel had been waiting in expectation for this moment. And what Simeon referred to as the consolation of Israel, that in this dark period without the Messiah, they've been waiting for this. And all of a sudden light was introduced in the form of the Christ child. And so hope for a person of faith is you can't have the two without the other they are linked to the core and for a person of faith you cultivate hope just by nature of your identity that is rooted in that faith and so that's what i think of when i think of of hope being linked in our our spiritual lives is that it is tethered to this truth and this reality that we know in our faith and then that then of course spills into everything else right that spills into our learning that spills over into our professional lives and you cultivate hope just by nature of believing that god is with us emmanuel and that you take that with you wherever you go
1: that's such a great point andrew thank you for sharing that I'd like to go next to Alex and hear what you have to say on the matter.
6: Yeah, I I think that just coming into this season, it's about Christmas. This is about Christmas. And when we think about the gift that has been given to all of us, which is hope, salvation, it's huge. And I like to think of it as when someone gives you a gift for the holiday season, right? You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it when your mom, your dad, your spouse, your sisters, your brothers, when they give you a gift for Christmas, they just give you a gift because they love you and they care about you and they just want you to enjoy the gifting. That is the analogy I have when I think about Jesus who came down as human flesh, the creator of the universe, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He came down to become flesh and live amongst us and that's the gift. We didn't deserve it. You know, I didn't do anything that was, something special. He chose to give me a gift. And now it's up to me to either choose to receive this gift of salvation and hope or reject it. And I think that when I look at ultimately what we have here is that when you have that hope, it's something that it's transcendent. You know, It's not because I know for sure that everything's going to be okay, because I don't. There's things that are happening in our lives. There's experiences that we go through and they don't feel good. They don't look good. And to be honest sometimes you don't like it but the hope that you have is not in the situation it's about the person who i know holds the situation in his hands right and so when i look at the christmas season i feel like that is all culminating into the birth of jesus christ as our lord and our savior and so yeah that hope is just pouring out with love and and through that love you get peace And no matter what the storm may bring in life, no matter what hits you, whether it's in your work, in your own professional development, in your families, especially like we've talked about through, um, unfortunately, through death, we know for sure that we have the hope that is going to be an eternity. And that's how we live our life, in that hope. Well, I don't know about
1: everyone listening, but I definitely appreciate everything you have shared so far. Granted, you have something you wanted to add? I
3: was thinking about, as we were talking about hope, the hope of Christ is not just for the Christian. When I think of Jesus as the hope of Christ being cosmic, I think of how there's hope for the world and there's hope for all aspects of the world. Because of the work of Jesus Christ, when I look at the world, I don't just see God's spirit working at Christian universities, or Christian churches or institutions. I see God's spirit at work all over in governments and in different organizations and different people. And so I see hope for the world because I see God's care and concern and love for the entire world. And so to me, even, even if you're a listener who you know may not be a Christian, my perspective is God's at work in all these areas of the world. And, and even when, when I don't see it or notice it or when others don't see it, there's an underlying hope that even when the news cycle is bad, which it's always bad, that's, that's the news cycle. <laughs> but even when we, we're inundated with, with these hard stories of, of tragedy and suffering and whatnot, there's still a hope because God's at work doing something in the world. Um, So I I just wanted to add that piece as we talk about hope.
1: Thank you. I I appreciate that addition. Very meaningful for me, for us, for our listeners. I think all of this is a great opportunity to stop and reflect on these things that we hold to be true and that we want to share with others who may not yet share these truths and, and believe these things. Uh, but they are very real to us and the community that we're a part of. And on that note, I wanted to share that as an organization, Los Angeles Pacific University has a mission and that is to provide Christ-centered learning that creates new hope for the future of our students. And this area of professional development is something new that we're doing that is a, a very big part of that mission. We wanna provide hope for those who are degree seeking but also for those who are just looking to grow in their careers and so i want to invite each of you to speak a little bit about that hope that we're able to provide now through this forum this LAPUX forum and what tips do you have for people who feel like they've hit a wall professionally how is this an opportunity for them to discover the hope of that new future i think i'll start with carrie
2: Thank you, Calista. I think hope is naturally infused with education. There's very few things in life that we have to offer to each other than education, which then has the power to transform lives. I've seen it with my own students, single moms able to get into new jobs and provide for their families because they were able to get an education. And so I like to look at the big picture. And so for those that have hit a wall professionally or in need of hope, I would say go back to the basics and why you got into education in the first place and to remind yourself of those stories and of the purpose that we all have in wanting to make the lives better for for others. And it's kind of as simple as that. And I think that message can transcend across a lot of different types of universities. Here we have an extra bonus that we have Jesus as well. I believe and my colleagues believe is the most transformative thing in life and putting those together that I have seen have tremendous impact. So that means that they have more opportunities for their children. And that means that generations have uh, new people to look up to and have hope that they can make it too. And I think that is one of the reasons why I'm here. And I know many of my colleagues are here at LAPU.
1: I totally agree with everything you shared, Carrie. Thank you. Alex,
6: you're up next. Our core mission of providing hope is such a huge, huge rock, of the foundation of our faith, right? And when I think about the hope that we provide and just kind of piggybacking what Carrie said, it really is transformational. But the biggest thing I think that is life transforming is is that it's infectious. The hope that I have is contagious and it spreads. Our courses give people the opportunity to exercise their hope and challenge themselves to learn things that they've never done before. Whether it means um, learning something in our human resources courses, learning something uh, about entrepreneurial mindset, it's you have the opportunity to to not only change yourself but to to be transformational in your culture. We're change makers here, and you are as well.
1: That's so true. Any anyone that partakes in our courses definitely will experience that change and and find that hope. Uh, Craig, would you like to share next?
4: Absolutely. Thank you, Calista. Um, I just start by saying if, if you feel like you've hit a wall and you're in a difficult place, I just want to encourage you by saying God has a plan for your life. And oftentimes, pain, trials, and tribulations are things that God allows to happen in our life for us to learn and grow and develop, and none of us like to go through those things. Uh, but there's a purpose. There's a reason why God allows us to go through those things. And so if you're going through one of those challenges, I just want to encourage you that the Lord's got a plan for you for your life. There's a reason why you're going through that. And I assure you that he will give you guidance and direction.
1: Amen to that. I can definitely attest to the fact that hitting a wall professionally is is still part of the plan. And God always has our best interest. And the next step is already he can see all of it. We just have to trust. I think the last person we have to talk on this topic is Andrew. So please share with us your thoughts.
5: Yeah. So I'll just start by reading uh, LAPU's purpose uh, statement again. It reads, we create for people a new hope for the future by investing in lives through learning pathways that are Christ-centered, flexible, and accessible. And I think that really gets to the core of everything right there. You would think that maybe our purpose would read, we want people to get across the finish line, we want people to graduate, we want to create an opportunity for people to get their degree. No, it's, we create for people a new hope for the future. So it's very character driven, this character piece of hope. And interestingly enough, that actually does bear out in the research of success. We actually found that the research says that hope predicts academic achievement more than intelligence more than personality and more than academic history. And if you're looking at it from a professional development standpoint or or from a career standpoint, they have also found that of all vital workplace characteristics, hope is more predictive of productivity than all the others. Self-efficacy, optimism, resilience, hope accounted for the most of workplace productivity. So very interesting that that actually does bear out in the research. So by creating hope for the future, That will also translate into development and transformation and growth and success. So it, it, it is a sound and good strategy, having hope as a goal for our community. Here are some core beliefs on people with hope. One core belief that they have is that the future will be better than the present. And that is aligned with one of the main tenets that we subscribe to, which is growth mindset. Am I looking to get a little bit better today than yesterday? And we try to encourage that with students every single day. Can today be a little bit better than yesterday? Can tomorrow be a little bit better than today? Number two is I have a say in how my life unfolds. In other words, you have agency. Your behaviors can change and adapt and adjust to what you need to do in order to be successful. So if you can take ownership of your behaviors and your actions, having a difference in your success, that makes a huge difference. So a lot of times those conversations with students center around that. What can you do? What is in your capacity to change or adjust to meet the needs of your success? And a third one is that there are multiple pathways to achieving those goals. So what am I doing right now? Is it working? Is it not? If it's not, let's come up with a different avenue. There are plenty. So recognizing that there are multiple pathways for success. And then lastly, and this one's really interesting, but Carrie already hinted on this about kind of this, this mixture of hardship behind hope is that there will be obstacles and recognizing that there will be those obstacles. And in student success, we encounter that all the time is that students encounter obstacles. And when they do, We acknowledge that that was always going to be the case. And what can we do in order to encourage and get back on track and kind of weather the storm? And just knowing that those exist is a part of having hope so that when it does happen, it doesn't blindside you, but you say, this is life. Life is hard, but I have hope that things will get better. And furthermore, God is with me. And with that knowledge, I can face anything. That's what i'd say on that
1: awesome that was so interesting to hear and i thank you so much for looking into those things and being able to share them with us today i think that right there is the bulk of what we wanted to talk about today and so to wrap this up i would love to invite our listeners to just consider if you need some fresh hope in your career journey We invite you to explore our catalog of professional development courses and see if we have any badges or certificates that can provide you with the new skills that you need to succeed in your career. Thank you so much for listening today and remember that this is what learning feels like.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of LAPUX Lessons. We hope you had fun learning something new today. If you did, please take a few seconds to review our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We value your feedback so highly because we are doing this for you. Come connect with us on social media so we can get to know you better. All of our channels are listed in the show description. Before you go, we want to invite you to visit x.lapu.edu to see the courses that our awesome team has created. Check back often as we are always developing new offerings. Or you can subscribe to this podcast where we will announce and feature new courses as they become available. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, this is what learning feels like.